You're listening to Headphones Recommended. I'm Jake, and this is my story. The air was frigid when I started working on this game. It warmed up for a few months, and now there are frozen leaves on the ground as I finish development. I haven't released a game in two years. My last major project got a Game of the Year nomination at the Philly Geek Awards, but it didn't ever bring in enough money for me to be financially independent. It largely paid for itself, but it didn't ever pay for me. This time, I've done everything better, I say to myself. I've had years to figure out how to take pictures of my work, how to pitch my games quickly, how to talk about what I do, how to design more compelling mechanics, how to balance systems against each other. This game is going to be better. I buy booth space for PAX Unplugged, a giant board game convention happening for the first time in my city. I buy tables that are spacious, and chairs that don't hurt to sit in. I get a banner wall that looks clean and professional. I buy a shag rug to absorb the cacophony of the expo hall, and a pad for underneath so no one gets sore at my booth. I market on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Even the pitch is better than ever. Kaiju Stadium is a two-player strategy game about giant monsters playing sports. It doesn't work. I sell nine copies all weekend, putting me thousands of dollars in debt. Instead of having a smooth launch that's revenue neutral and sets me up for the next several months, I am in a worse position than when I started. I feel awful. I'm in my criminology PhD program when I take a class in demography. I didn't know what that was at the time I signed up, just that I liked the professor. But it's a meta class about statistics, especially as they pertain to populations. It's the kind of class that teaches less about the technical nuts and bolts of statistical research, and more about how to decide what to study how to ask questions the right way. In one of our first classes, where about eight of us sit around a conference room table to review the readings, the professor proposed a question. How do you study crime on the regional rail? It's a deceptively complicated question. The first impulse would be to say that you should just count the number of incidents. That is the tip of the iceberg, however. Once you know the number of incidents, where do you go from there? Number of incidents per what? There's a useful adage in criminology that I used to teach in my classes. Anyone who presents alarming statistics without a denominator is trying to scare you. Maybe you could divide by the total city population. Let's say there were 1,200 violent incidents on the regional rail in Philadelphia in a year. There are about 1.2 million people in the city of Philadelphia, so that becomes 100 incidents per 100,000 people. 
the standard denominator for criminal justice. We know that the total violent crime index in the United States is a little less than 400 per 100,000, so we could say that the Philadelphia Regional Rail is safer than average. Done. Right? Well, no. See, we're studying the Regional Rail, which is a train network that extends over an hour outside of Center City. That Regional Rail might take you 30 miles outside of the city, out past Montgomery County and into Bucks County, neither of which are included in that original 1.2 million person denominator. That means our regional rail just got safer, right? Not necessarily. We still don't know anything about these incidents, why they happen, or who they happen to, and we can do better. Maybe we start studying based on miles of track instead of population. Maybe that's a better measure for how people are being served and what's happening to them. We could also do the same thing for number of stops involved in the system in question. We're getting closer to learning about what's actually happening. Maybe we could change the variables entirely. What if our denominator isn't population at all, but just incidents per ticket type? What if we had categories for incidents based on whether people had a day pass, a one-way ticket, or a monthly pass. If infrequent users are being victimized more commonly than regulars, that kind of a denominator might tell us. We could then tailor public information programs on getting victims up to the level of awareness that keeps regulars safe. We can parse data ecologically. We could look at incidents based on whether they happened on or off the train to assess the safety of the stations themselves. We could look at on-the-train incidents based on which segment of track they happen on, or which station they happen before or after. We could look at incidents per time of the day. We could look at incidents based on the density of cars to see if people are more likely to be victimized in empty cars or in full cars. We could use gender or height or skin color or an infinite number of denominator variables to analyze data better, to pick apart the problem more intelligently and to work towards better solutions that improve the world and the lives of the people who live in it. The point is that there isn't just one way of looking at anything, and it's up to you to figure out which perspectives you're missing. I'm talking with my friend, and it's a rough, intense week for both of us. She's in the last week of her degree program while being a parent. I'm dealing with some professional and emotional struggles. We're both having a go of it. Among all of the things she does that day, one of them is decorating her Christmas tree with lights. She does a round of decorating while we're on a video call. Then, several hours later, she texts me to say that she undid all of her work and redid it a second time to make it better. I tell her that they're lit perfectly when she sends me a picture. She says, Thank you. My tired self is proud, but again I need to examine my need for constant perfection and why I'm driven for it. It bothers me. I have this way of sarcastically saying, I have several degrees whenever I say or do something utterly boneheaded. This time, however, I feel it sincerely. 
I'm prepared for this, because I know all about measuring things the right way. I know that my best friend is using the wrong data. So I say to her, Have you considered the fact that you having decorated it in your home, for you and your family, is what makes it perfect? I am so good at reframing things for other people, and I forget to do it for myself. Why do I have such trouble looking in the mirror and saying that it's okay to be exhausted? The world is a capitalist hellscape designed to make us too busy and too tired to function. Why is it so hard to realize the sum and value of the work that I do? Why is it so hard to feel like it's enough that I actually am succeeding in what I try to do? Why do I fixate on my mistakes and shortcomings, ignoring the bigger picture they fit into where they're vastly outweighed by the rest of what makes me who I am? Why are these things so easy when they're for others and so hard when they're for myself? Sure, it's frustrating that I worked hard on a game that didn't pay the bills, for example. But what about everything that went right? I learned so much during that process. I made a game I'm happy with. I proved to myself that I could still do it. People loved playing it. And I made the world a slightly better, more joyous place with my work. I helped a few people connect with each other for just a few minutes as I sat down playing together with something I built from nothing. Isn't that the point? Isn't that why I do what I do? I need to remember that sometimes I am simply measuring the wrong things. Headphones Recommended is written, recorded, and produced by me, Jacob Vanderend. All of these stories are true. This show is ad-free and completely listener-supported by folks just like you. Find out how to get involved at headphones.show, where you can find links to the Patreon, social media, and more. Don't forget to rate the show on your podcast app of choice, and to tell your friends... Every rating and recommendation goes a long way. Questions? Comments? Want to do a guest episode? Want to be a guest artist? Email us at info at headphones.show. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Be good to each other out there. <laughs>